So one of my early contributions in AI in the last 10 years is to worry about the ethics. So my book is not how to write programs, but are, what are the ethical issues, spiritual issues? What are the issues that concern uh, human beings uh, with so much AI going on? So AI is like a child, you can train it in a madrasa, you can train it in a gurukul, you can train in a Catholic convent, you can train the child in a Maoist camp and the child will grow accordingly. So the AI is like that, you can teach it to be any point of view. He, he was involved in, uh, uh, in an organization that overthrew the previous uh, uh, Ukrainian government. The U previous Ukrainian government was overthrown by foreign forces like they're trying to do in India also. So the, the Ukrainian government was overthrown and then the present government came into power. The present Ukrainian government came to power. And the people who'd overthrown the previous Ukrainian government that reports have exposed, the, the funding trail goes back to people like Omidyar. You should have a Hindu manifesto, a Hindu, uh, Hindu manifesto. Huh? And I'll be happy if you create a team, get somebody from BAPS, a good scholar, the Swamiji we met today, get somebody from your major organizations and organize and I'll be part of it. A very simple one or two page statement of these are the principles and values that all of us share. There's, we have different paths, different rituals, different ideas, whatever, that's okay. But the idea of one supreme enti entity, the idea that all human beings are endowed with this spirituality, this Satchitananda idea, the idea that we should have mutual respect for each other, the idea that in this Kurukshetra, this global and social environment, we have a responsibility. That should be one of the clauses in your manifesto, that we have a social responsibility to stand up and fight against injustice in our own, whatever resources we have and help each other and not be selfish about it. So if you have a charter with a certain number of points, the advantage is this manifesto is that first of all, you only back candidates that support this manifesto. You ask the candidate, are you willing to say that this manifesto attached herewith is okay and I support it, sign it. If you're not willing to, then we don't want to support you. We have no problem. Further event 
uh, and talking about the Indian cultural heritage's relevance in the West, then returning back to the UK for an event at the House of Parliament before concluding his wonderful talk. We're honoured in this busy schedule that we've been able to carve out this wonderful time as well for us to bring together community leaders of the key organisations within the UK and have this opportunity to have a closed meeting, a roundtable, very intimate discussion uh, uh, today uh, on topics that um, are on the Hindu Samaj. Rajiji, we're honoured to have you here today to grace us with your presence and for your uh, wonderful contribution to this discussion. So for the benefit of Rajiji, I'd like now actually just like to welcome you all and give us a brief introduction of who's here in this roundtable today <coughs> so that uh, you're aware as we are who we are. Starting with Nitinji Hikpalan. Nitinji is a trustee of uh, BAPS, also uh, Balan Foundation, which has supported this UK tour as well as many other Samaj initiatives. His wife as well is here, uh, which, uh, who has been a very strong pillar in this relationship and uh, developing that strong footing. Sri Hirobai Shah here, who's president of Hindu Swamsal of Sun UK, which has over 110 branches now here in the UK across all nations. If I move actually maybe this way, it'll be a little bit easier. So uh, Jessica Shibley, she is a trustee and general secretary of Jinma Ambition uh, in the UK. Aranji Thakur, who is the president of the National Council for Hindu Temples uh, in the UK. Dr. Mayan Shah, trustee of BAPS here, Swaminarayan Mandir. Uh, Anupji Vyas as well, trustee of BAPS uh, Mandir. We've got Turti Ben Patel, he's the president of Hindu Forum of Britain. And we hosted Rajivji in 18 Parliament. Yes, yes, indeed. That's right. Ramesh, Dr. Ramesh Bhai Patni, uh, trustee of Jinmai Mission, uh, and also uh, part, of, uh, part of the executive and trustee of uh, Indoor Forum Britain. We have uh, Sanjay G. Gadvi, who is a trustee of ISKCON, uh, UK. We've got Deepak G. Nair, who's a very strong well-wisher and supporter of uh, Hindu Samaj as well, and also uh, the general manager of Balaji Mandir in the UK, uh, Bernie. Mayuji uh, Sangrajka, uh, he is the trustee of uh, the Institute of uh, Jainology uh, and very strong voice for the Jain community in the UK. Pratibhaji Datta, part of the executive team of Vishwa Hindu Parishad UK. Surendraji Gautamji, as well, uh, uh, part of the uh, PhD executive uh, general secretary. Uh, we have Bharati uh, Hindocha. Right? Yes, uh, who's been a very strong supporter in many fields, and particularly this UK tour as well. Very good part there. Shinilekshi uh, Salanti, who is a general uh, assistant uh, general secretary of Seva UK, uh, charity arm of the UK. Sri Janakanji uh, Sharma, who again, Hindu Service of Sun, a very senior advisor and Prachar uh, for the UK and Europe. Uh, we have Bhavanji Bhatta uh, from the York Foundation here. Yeah. Ralji, I think you've met now many times, which is great. Shubhashji Vikaria, who is the. I was doing so well up until that point. Shashibai, sorry, I don't know why Shubhashji came to that. Shashibai Vikaria, who's a patron of Hindu Forum of Britain, and also Vaspro Foundation, is one of the. And can I just add to that, he builds all the Hindu mandirs in the world. And he builds yes. all the Hindu mandirs in the world, that's pretty fast. is the construction of almost all mandirs, yeah. Lakshmi Ji Das, Hindu Forum of Europe, President of Hindu Forum of Europe. you met and shared a stage with her just the other day, which is for friendly and exciting international. 
Hinaji Shah from Sindhu. I still use the Shah, but she's married uh, uh, to Nileshi Salanki, so Hinaji Salanki. Part of the Hindu support network, which is doing incredible work uh, around some of the big issues in our communities. Uh, then we have Ashishji, uh, as you are aware, and Madhashji, uh, again, who you are aware of. Uh, Ashishji is the national coordinator inside UK. Madhashji is national coordinator of Friends of India. Friends of India. Uh, Friends of India. Friends of India. Peace. And my uh, Vishal Shah, I am the national public relations officer for Hindu Service of Southern UK. And we brought this uh, wonderful meeting together. So, in terms of the format, we've actually asked uh, Jiraguji if he could share some words uh, and some inspiration uh, on a particular topic before we engage in a, a more open discussion uh, around this. We have, obviously, around this table, we have representation pretty much from most uh, key organizations in the Hindu Samaj in the UK, and therefore have a real understanding of, of what the heartbeat of the Hindu Samaj is in the UK. The topic we're talking about here is in particular around the challenges that the Hindu Samaj face, and with Rajuji having a, a global view in that regard. Hopefully, can share many aspects of the challenges uh, that are facing the Hindu Samaj and how best, as Hindu Samaj organizations, as leaders, and influencers, we can navigate through these times ahead. So, if I could humbly request Rajuji, if you could take stage and uh, share some words. Well, namaste and thank you, everybody. So, it's a delight to be here. This is my first uh, time in this Baptist temple, but of course, I've been to several in Ahmedabad, in Delhi, and the massive one right near my house in New Jersey. It's about 20 minutes drive and I go there quite often. Uh, so I'm familiar with the BAPS organization, have a very high regard for them, have worked with some of their swadhus, new Pramukh Swami, several times I met him. Uh, the exact date the gentleman reminded me was the first time I met him was in 1998 and since then several other times. So, uh, I've also uh, helped in my own way uh, some of the issues that these different organizations face, particularly when you're very successful. Uh, there is a pushback, there is jealousy, uh, there are agendas. So some of these organizations get attacked unfairly uh, and there is need, there are many things that they can do to defend themselves, but there are many things that outsiders like me can do as an outsider, as an independent person, uh, in discussing with the media, in discussing with various authorities, off the record, on the record, and so on. So uh, I've been involved in these kinds of interventions for our organizations. Uh, in that regard, I'll also mention, since we have someone, a couple of people from Chinmay Mission, when they set up their major uh, uh, ashram in New Jersey, in Cranberry, New Jersey, there was a hue and cry. It used to be a church, so when the Hindu temple acquired it, suddenly they said there's going to be a traffic problem, uh, there's going to be, uh, it's not, it should not be allowed, there should not be a house of worship. It had been a church for many years. And it, when it converted to a Hindu temple, it created all these problems. So the council, the council, the city council of Cranberry uh, organized a meeting with this kind of huge uh, table with all their city elected officials sitting there. And the audience was all the Chinmaya Mission people who had called for this meeting. None of them would speak. They, they knew all the, all, everything about their teachings, but the primary teaching which Chinmayananji, Swami Chinmayananji taught was about the Gita and this activism and to take action as a Kshatriya in the, Gita, in, the, in the Kurukshetra is what they were being called upon, but none of them wanted to say anything. So I stood up. I stood up and made a talk. In those days, there weren't videos and all that. I wish there was. And I told these people, 
straight on their faces, uh, what they were doing amounted to racism. And it was a violation of US law of, of religious freedom. And I brought in a, a journalist from uh, the Star Ledger, which was a newspaper, local newspaper, and I made sure he'll cover it. And because of his presence, uh, and because of the aura that, you know, they're going to get in trouble. So then they started uh, rethinking. And then the whole, the process changed and eventually they gave permission for the ashram to be built. So, you know, I've had many such interventions. Uh, uh, ISKCON, ISKCON had all kinds of problems in the US. A lot of problems in the US. Uh, and I used to know uh, uh, Prabhupada when I was uh, single living in Michigan. And that's where, um, the Henry Ford family and the Fisher family had given big, big bungalows and mansions to ISKCON, right on the riverfront, very prestigious location. I was single and I used to, it was a good place to go and have nice dinner every night because I didn't have to cook, you know. So I, I used to do that. I was really, really into this, you know. So I have known uh, sadhus and swamis uh, since I was a teenager. Uh, I had known the Ramakrishna Mission people, I've known BAPS people, I've known uh, people from all the communities, uh, Swami Muktanans, many, many of the, the current uh, mega Swamis like Sri Sri and all I also know, but they came very recently, for me, they came very recently. Uh, the, the real original pioneers of bringing Hindu Dharma uh, to the Western world, to the outside world, I, I interacted with them also. Every single one of them have the same trend. They start with saying, okay, I just quietly go and establish my footprint. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to, you know, create any problems, no controversies, just quietly, quietly go. And then they get into trouble one day. And then they say, okay, now Raji, please help us. And then I, no matter what the past is, I jump in and do what I can. I mean, sometimes myself and sometimes through other people we know. And invariably, they then change their posture. This can't change their posture in the US that they have to take an action, you know, take a stand. Uh, Chinmay Mission, Ramakrishna Mission, BAPS, one by one. Uh, but now I think we need to go even further. Uh, instead of a po social posture which is for that particular organization only, uh, we need to go further and also help each other. That is, that is, that is the next stage. Because, uh, uh, and, and this includes the Jains. And it, it includes the Buddhists, it includes the Sikhs. They, they are all in similar problem. The, pro the pushback is broad. It's not, it's not against BAPS per se, but you may be the target because you're successful. You're the big target, that's all. It's not the, anything specific to a particular one. It used to be Ramakrishna Mission in the decades and decades back. Then it became Chinmay Mission, then it became ISKCON. I like that, you know. So I feel that uh, that's, that, I'm a, a person deeply into my own adhyatmic meditation, bhakti. Uh, and I, I know the importance that that is where our tradition starts. It starts with inside. It doesn't start as a political movement like some other religions have. You have to start in the inner journey. Because if you're still operating out of the ego, then any amount of activism outside is bad because you're just going to expand your ego and, and make more conflict. However, once you've started that inner journey, uh, then you don't want to limit it to that. At some point in time, uh, after you feel you have raised your, your consciousness enough uh, through all the techniques, all the, all the different rituals we have, uh, then you also owe it to society. You owe it to your society that give, gave you all this to give back 
and protect, protect the dharma. I mean, that is the message of the Gita. So, in a debate I had, in an argument I had with some Indian political people like Shashi Tharoor, they don't want to go public and have this debate with me in public. But we've had this conversation that their view, their view is that real Hindu dharma is only private. And it's only, you know, so he says, for example, this one particular person says that when I grew up, we did all the pujas, we did all the yoga and the meditation. And therefore, this uh, social activism is not correct. It's not our faith. That is, that is how, uh, that is the dis distinction between Hinduism in, in, and Hindutva in their, in their eyes. But if you negate the public activism, then why is there the whole idea of uh, the whole idea of Ramayana is uh, the Lord Himself comes to take action to protect society. In fact, go to war to protect society. He is not coming to just sit there and be a role model of doing doing something within. As a role model, he is a role model of intervention, social intervention, political intervention for the sake of society. And that is what Sri Krishna comes and does. And you know, so both the, uh, you know, both our uh, major figures are like that. When we, when we are doing the itihas, when you're studying the itihas, that's what it's all about. So how could it be that uh, those are the role models of activism and yet some people want us to limit ourselves as an inward only faith. This inward only focus was a British influence because British wanted very passive, subdued, submissive people, easy to dominate. Their view being that they look after society, you look after your temple and puja. That was the British. British would give a lot of grants for Diwali and Hindu, you know, activities. They would. But the idea was that we draw the line, you don't go beyond this, you stay within that. So the British kind of wanted to pretend that they are the avatar. They, now the British avatar have come and they will solve your problem. You see, and you, you look after your own internal matter as a family and yourself. This also opens a door for a missionary to come and solve social problems. You see, the missionary will come and give you food for the poor, education, medicine, you know, all of that because you guys just sit at home and just look after yourself. So this way the, there's a vacuum and somebody else can come and take over the political administration of the country, take over the economy uh, and squeeze you, which is what the whole story is, that we let that happen. We forgot that this is also Kurukshetra. When, when all these things happened, we, we did not realize that our job is to respond. So the while the whole adhyatmic inner process, inner path is so distinct and so great in our faith. We don't, no other faith in the world has it. The Abrahamic religions don't have the inner process that we do. They don't. So while that is a great thing and we all are proud of it and that should be our primary activity at home when you get up in the morning and during the day, you have to be involved in your inner process. Whatever particular lineage and, or temple or organization you belong to, you have to follow whatever they're teaching. That is very important. But at the same time, 
you are also a public figure, a social figure. You have a job, you meet colleagues, you make public policy, you do marketing. You have to have ethics, you have to have proper karma. Uh, and, and you are into political life. Uh, you are in, in some school system or you go to the media and make a representation. So you have a certain Hindu responsibility there also. And I think that is what the community is now facing. We are at the stage where we should not uh, be too selfish and say, okay, you know, I will not get involved in this because I don't want to stick my neck out. I want to be in the good books of everybody. So for instance, you had the Leicester riots. Now it's very important for you as a Hindu leader to say, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say something. If, it, if something like that happened in the United States to Muslims, they would all be out there. To Jews, they would all be out there. To Christians, they would all be out there. Uh, Hindus are now learning that we have to also be out there. We, have, we cannot just say, my house is okay, this other fellow, let him get the attack, you know. I will, I'll just sit quietly and I'll pretend, you know. Because that's the sign of weakness and slavish mentality which gets, which one by one, everybody will get taken off. One by one. So you have to have that solidarity that, uh, you know, the sad thing is, when uh, we had a recent attack on the BAPS, uh, I reached out to my Jewish friends and we got help from them. In fact, uh, many years ago, I made a Hindu-Jewish coalition. It's an organization where we look after each other. Any attack on any Hindu temple, we just inform them and their whole machinery, the Jewish community machinery also goes out and put out press release condemning it. Once they do it, then the Indian consulates also start copying. It's very strange. You know, we wanted to have a talk in the consulate on something of this sort. I call the consulate, they'll just give me all kind of good reasons, you're busy, you go travel. My Jewish friend calls and they'll give you an appointment. This is strange. This is our inferiority complex. Uh, my, my Jewish, so we had a big, uh, we've had some very big events and I always call upon my Jewish friends to go contact the, uh, the Indian consulate and make sure they come. And because the Jewish people, the, uh, uh, you know, the uh, American Jewish coalition uh, or the one of the, there are two or three major Jewish organizations, because they're calling and they're inviting the, this Hindu person who is a consulate to, uh, uh, to an event on, uh, you know, concerning Hinduism, then the person thinks, wow, you know, I should go. It looks very odd if the Jewish people are also going and I'm not going. So it's more like that. It's a very sad kind of a thing that we disown each other. Mm -hmm. And that has been the reason that we failed so many times. So um, that's my primary message. Now, my own work has con con included this, but it, my work also includes uh, uh, all the unacknowledged contributions of Hinduism and Jainism and Buddhism and Sikhism to the Western world. I'm writing many, many books on that, on the contributions that have been made historically, currently, and many of them unknown, many of them not documented, many of them documented but not sufficiently known. And I call that digestion, meaning that our contributions are being digested and turned into something else. You know, it, somebody else claims it as theirs, but actually they got it from us. So it's, it's important for us to document it and bring it out, this, this type of thing. 
whether it's mathematics or astronomy or Ayurveda or yoga or philosophy, linguistics, Sanskrit, all kind of things have made so many contributions to the world. We ought to, we ought to honor that. So that's a very big project of mine. Uh, another thing I'm working on is my foundation. We are trying to create the next generation of scholars. So we have a dozen or so people, but we want to work with other organizations that also have a similar and collaborate, help each other, create a huge, uh, you know, next generation intellectuals, intellectuals who are in the academic world, in the media world, in various kinds of activism, so that we are not reacting emotionally, but from a position of solid knowledge. And we do this out of mutual respect for others. We are, we are not uh, trying to convert them or knock them down or we are saying these are the good things we have from our side. We are sh sure you have a lot of good things from your side. We will learn from each other. We will become better human beings. So it's all, it's not just tolerance, but also respect, mutual respect for each other. And this mutual respect for each other is very normal and natural for our people. And we're teaching that. So I think as the world gets into more problems and the conventional solutions within the West are not working, we have an opportunity. You know, in the 60s in the United States, gurus came because there was a clash, there was a breakdown of American society. There was a drug culture. There was this, all this new age culture. Uh, the birth control pill had just been discovered. So there was a free sex happening because it was considered that, you know, you don't get uh, pregnant anymore. So there was this free sex mo movement going on, a breakdown of family, breakdown of values, uh, drugs, Vietnam War, a lot of conflict uh, in the U.S. about the Vietnam War, so much protest. Then the Nixon Watergate crisis, like we having political crisis now in the, in, in the U.S. Nixon was another one. So all of the things happening at that time. And so the Hindu gurus came and were received as a whole new way of thinking by the youth in America. And that what started this whole movement and, and influenced so much. So much of America was influenced. And I'm documenting this in books. I'm writing books on that. Now, today, the, a similar thing is happening again. There is a breakdown of traditional social structures, family structures, political. Uh, and there is a need for, there's a vacuum, there's a need for a whole new way of thinking. And this whole new way of thinking, we can provide. That's our role. That's our opportunity. So it's not just defensive that we are protecting ourselves, but we can actually bring contribution. And the Americans, I, I, I don't know about the British, I would assume the same, but the Americans are certainly interested, large segments of them are very interested in listening because they've run out of ideas. So I get called from uh, deep into the American society, the social circles and political circles and think tanks wanting to hear me out and because I have a different view. Even in artificial intelligence, which is my topic when I was a student of computer science. So you see, my computer science graduate topic was uh, artificial intelligence in the early 70s when it, it, there was a field called artificial intelligence, but very, very embryonic. It was more aspiration and what will happen one day and nobody believed it and only a few of us were very enthusiastic. But we were doing very basic things like writing program to play chess and things like that, which now is very elementary. But it came a long way. And even though I've been away from it professionally, but I always kept track of what is happening. So one of my early contributions in AI in the last 10 years 
is to worry about the ethics. So my book is not how to write programs, but are, what are the ethical issues, spiritual issues? What are the issues that concern uh, human beings uh, with so much AI going on? Now I'm very, I'm very uh, disappointed also, but I'll just tell you what it is. There is a large group of activities called AI and Christianity. And they're talking about the ethical implications and what does the Bible say and should we do this, should we not do this? What is the AI charter that we should, for, we should uh, promote do's and don'ts? What should we do? There is Jewish people into it. There is Islam and AI. There is no Hinduism in AI. I am doing that. I am doing this. This is one of the topics I want to work with our intellectuals. So we have to create a framework of the future technology, which is going to come whether you like it or not. We have to create a framework on what is our position on that technology. That is one of my major topics right now. And, we, and so that's the kind of topic we can all unite. It's not about this group or that group. You see, so I don't want to turn this into a talk on AI. I, I'm going to give this actually in the parliament. I'm going to talk about this issue in the parliament. It concerns British people. It concerns everybody. And I have a one or two very uh, bombshells to drop in the parliament. I want to, I want to do that. I do that last time also, but I want to, I want to give them something they probably not thought about concerning the way the world is headed and what it affects, how it affects America, Britain, India, everybody. It affects Hindus, all that. So you see, some people are able to think ahead and they're looking after some religions and some groups are thinking ahead and looking after themselves. We are not. So recently I read the Qatar government has started an initiative to develop entirely on their own an Arabic equivalent of ChatGPT and the Saudi government also. And so they're going to train artificial intelligence using their texts, Arabic texts. They will supply the material on which the AI will be trained. It will be their ideology. It will be their, you know, not only Quran, but all the other texts and the uh, uh, laws and the interpretations, they'll be theirs. So the Arab speaking world will be influenced in their social media, in their education, in their public policy. Whenever they're interacting through any method, the AI will make sure the point of view represented is how it has been trained. So AI is like a child. You can train it in a madrasa, you can train it in a gurukul, you can train in a Catholic convent, you can train the child in a Maoist camp and the child will grow accordingly. So the AI is like that. You can teach it to be any point of view, you see. So this, this kind of uh, vision that they have, I've been talking for 10 years. Why don't we get together and train the AI from a Vedic point of view? We should do that. In fact, I'm, I, I have started this project and I'm looking for collaboration that we want the, when a child goes or anybody goes and to ask a question, it should not be answered like the chat GPT today is answering in a very horrible way. You know, uh, you, we did an experiment. We asked uh, chat GPT, uh, what, uh, what do you know about the, uh, about the life of Jesus with women? And chat GPT answered that uh, I do not answer questions about religious figures, personal life. 
Then the same question was asked about what is, what is the life of Muhammad with women and it answered the same way. And but then when it was asked what is the life of Krishna with women, he said oh Krishna was flirting with the gopis, he was doing this, he was doing that, a lot of this stuff. Okay, so where is the neutrality? Okay, so it is a certain point of view in there. So uh, uh, I typed uh, what, what is Hindu phobia? So it said Hindu phobia is a controversial thing. Some people think it doesn't exist. Some people think it exists. Uh, some believe this, some believe that, like that. But then when I said what is Islamophobia, it is very clear. There is this Islamophobia. It's a bad thing. A lot of people, all the sources that the Muslims have quoted, they are quoting. So obviously there is training. It has been trained in a certain way and that training is biased. So why aren't we involved? So this is a kind of project we can all get involved in. It has nothing to do with one group or another group. We cannot get involved. I would love to, because I'm doing this anyway. So I would love to uh, get people to help us. That, that it starts in the academic. They train people who teach schools and write school syllabus. They train media people who go into media. They train political people who are politicians. They train think tank people. So the academics tr train all these people. And that is where the, the poison is created. And I have intervened with that. I have tried to buy them out with donations and gifts. That doesn't work. Then I've got, said, okay, I'll criticize them. Okay, now they're on the defensive. But we got to create our own home team. We have to create our own Hindu home team of intellectuals and scholars that belongs to us without any uh, chance that they will betray us. So uh, I'm glad that uh, uh, BAPS is producing some good scholars. We met one this morning, very good scholars. And I, I, I know some Chinmayan Mission has some good scholars. ISKCON has some good scholars, some good academic scholars. Not enough. We need a lot more. We need a lot more. And uh, uh, we need to introduce this kind of intellectual training as part of the, wherever you're making new, creating new sadhus, new swamis, new acharyas, you need as part of their training. So this is where Swami Dhyanan Saraswati sent me to uh, uh, near Coimbatore, uh, where they have a two-year course to uh, give new, you know, course for becoming a Swami, uh, becoming an Acharya, becoming an ordained sannyasi. Uh, and he asked me to go spend their time and uh, give lectures to them on these things because they need to know all this. And in fact, Pramukh Swami asked somebody in Ahmedabad that I should go there and teach when they are doing the sadhus. I have yet Some to do training. that. I have yet to do that, but I need to do, I want to do that now. I just never got around to it at that time. I wish I had done it while he was around. So I, 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 have, I want to play that role to bring this expertise of the understanding the outside world, the Purva Paksha of what goes on for a long time, uh, who's who and what they're up to, bring it to our in institutions that are within the, uh, within the various religious organizations, Hindu organizations, bring, bring this knowledge to them and let them produce more think thinkers, researchers uh, to fight this. And this is, uh, and then at the other end is a media issue. You need scholars to produce scholarship. You need me media savvy people to confront and engage and be part of the whole media scene. And then you need political people. You need, uh, you need to create uh, Hindu friendly NGOs that are out there doing all kind of work for our society. So this is a very large, the, the scope of uh, uh, helping community and society includes so many things. Glad that you're thinking like that. Um, talking about snakes in Ganga, how big a snake is towards us? 
جارج سورس اے ویری بگ اسنیک بٹ دیر آر ینگر ورژن آف جارج سورس سو فار ایگزامپل جارج سورس از ان ہز ایٹیز لیٹ ایٹیز اینڈ یو نو ہی از بیسکلی ہاں نائنٹیز ہی ٹو ادر پیپل ان ہز نیم دے کنٹینیو ڈوئنگ دس ویو ٹریکٹ ہم ویو ریٹن لاٹ اباؤٹ ہم ان دس بک آلسو بٹ دیر آر مینی ینگر پیپل لائک فار انسٹنس دیر از ون پیئر اومیدیار نوبڑی نوز ہم بٹ یو نو ہی از انویسٹ ہیز گاٹ ٹو اور تھری ہنڈریڈ وینچرز ان انڈیا and his route is to try and get in through venture capital and create new ventures uh, in artificial intelligence and data sciences and all of this stuff which the indian government loves thinking that he will actually help us but what he is doing is using ai to indoctrinate people against their own country and against their own faith he is doing the exactly opposite of the ai training that i want to do so he calls it youth empowerment very nice it sounds but empowering them to do what revolt Okay, so he's calling it uh, human rights, social justice. But social justice according to whom? Or which idea of social justice? Social justice that says, his idea of social justice that says that all this Vedic stuff is very casteist and it's male dominating and it's against women and it's against Dalits and all that. So there's a whole chapter in my Snakes in the Ganga on Omidyar. Read that chapter. Just read that chapter. It'll give you so much ammunition. I've discussed it with the officials, the authorities here and there. and they are sh- sh- they have not looked at all this so this is happening in india from younger pe- younger version they call him like soros 2.0 mm-hmm. this is a younger more vicious type of soros he's got 20 30 billion dollars and uh, he's also set aside a lot of money to intervene uh, one of the things he did was he, he was involved in uh, uh, in an organization that overthrew the previous uh, ukrainian government the U- previous ukrainian government was overthrown by foreign forces like they're trying to do in india also so the the ukrainian government was overthrown and then the present government came to power the present ukrainian government came to power and the people who'd overthrown the previous ukrainian government that reports have exposed the the funding trail goes back to people like omidya so this is so there are lots of other snakes snakes big ones uh, two two questions uh... One is, uh, you mentioned the Jewish community, and one big difference I see, especially from a Jain perspective, is that somebody says they're Jewish, you kind of see that as a tag of, you know, source and heritage, you know, this is, they've come from a Jewish family or whatever. Uh, whereas when you attach our label, Jain or Hindu, you automatically assume a religious bent, a dietary association, all of these things, which means that our younger people don't use that term. Uh, So but that's see that's part of the training we should have to our our, our priests our, our pujaris uh, I know uh, you know I, near my house there's a durga mandir so once I was there and uh, there was this young indian man uh, with a white girl they married and uh, he had brought her to show her his his heritage and she was the one interested in saying take me to your temple and tell me how it works I want, I'm interested and I, I overheard the pujari answering their questions and the pujari didn't know how to answer any questions he was just making no sense 
he was just being very defensive and very vague he had no training he couldn't speak proper english so you know we do not have that program whereas if a hindu is about is thinking of marrying a muslim you go to a mosque the imam is trained how to welcome the person how to say you know this is the right place this is a great place they'll assign young people to work with them and make them feel comfortable at home at same way in the priest the priests are trained that when somebody uh, brings in a non christian uh, uh, to as a fiance or somebody they want to marry how to welcome them into christianity how to make them feel at home how to convert them there's a whole part of the training uh, to be a priest is to do that so a part of the training for anyone who is becoming a sadhu or a acharya or a swami should be how to handle a mixed marriage situation how to welcome the other person and say this is how you come in and be part of our society there is no easy way for them they feel outsiders so many people i know white people are so much interested and impressed by the hindu dharma but they feel that they're not welcome there is no they sort of feel like outsiders that's true and we have to so that is part of what the uh, our uh, our uh, hindu organizations have to do is to create a program like that because you're right if 50% of the next generation are marrying outside then you're getting 50% lost lost anyway wonderful opportunity to hear your insights today so thank you and um, i want to expand a bit more on this media point that's been raised and as someone who does work in the media as well i would love to hear your insights into how can we galvanize and unite ourselves better to be because currently we're misrepresented so how do we represent ourselves more correctly more accurately more authentically what do we do now because there's obviously a long term vision to to be more embedded in that but what what can we do now so i don't know how uh, uh, i know the bbc is very biased and the guardian and all these kind of things have quite a lot of biases but i'm not clear on what is your response what are you doing about it do you have protests do you write petitions do you go into social media do you do you file lawsuits do you file complaints is there a press bureau which looks at biases i mean are there remedial methods available here that you are taking advantage of i would like to know from you are there i think it's very scattered then if i'm honest i think it's very scattered it's very pockets of action and i know that other communities will have like their own press agency i know there's seek um, press agency that respond to anything that's in the media and it's very united whereas as far as i'm aware we don't have that same model or framework currently you need a hindu media coalition where where you have speakers available to speak so a school wants a, a talk on a hindu then you should look up your list and send somebody and all the organizations can contribute look list their people you speakers bureau uh a response activism protest complaint legal litigation legal people you need that you need to create a a a media slash legal forum for uh you know because otherwise you'll just be easy targets here and there you, need, you i mean those of you that have depth financial depth and breadth of uh, you know resources should think of creating such a thing and you can you don't have to create it in your own name you just create a separate entity and give it support create a separate entity fairness in religion or you know make it like religious pluralism defense of religious pluralism something like that you call it something like that and just support it to put the right kind of resources into it you know you cannot get fruits without investing in the roots 
you cannot you all everybody want i want this delicious mango somewhere but nobody wants to plant the tree and nourish it and look after it we just want some results right away and somebody else has to do all the work but that's not going to work i mean the community is either going to die one way or another or if it's going to survive and thrive it has to make some investments and so that that is a very clear the, the the ultimately the public the hindu public must demand of the hindu organizations the gurus the leaders they should demand go there and say i'm coming here i'm giving i'm doing the pujas i'm doing all the rituals i'm donating and funding which is how you are able to develop, make all these structures i am doing that what are you doing to help my children who are getting bullied this is so what happened is very interesting thing i'll give an example of chinmay mission uh chinmay mission used to bring me and all my books were launched in various chinmay uh, in washington in in canada and various places my books were launched and then uh, there was another swami ji who took over uh, dc maryland virginia area and uh, he said that no 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 this is very controversial so he said that so i told the chinmay mission people that i'm going for a lecture tour to washington i don't want to go uninvited i don't i don't care if they if i if the swami ji doesn't want me then i shouldn't go so then the the bal vihar which is the teaching the gita class the bal vihar parents who are teachers they called me and said we want you they are the ones who wanted me because their children have been bullied and they want to hear me discuss and teacher tutor their children on how to respond when they are being bullied and the swami ji is not able to respond so then they they had a conference call with me and i said listen this is an internal matter you sort it out with your swami ji i am not going to go and sort it out you have to sort it out so they made a team and they went to swami ji and said these are 20 questions that our students have been asked in class these are the 20 attacks these are the topics on which uh, we are being attacked you have told us that the, the curriculum of chinmay mission is only to teach uh, uh, gita and upanishads and so whatever the teach curriculum is you have to respond to these issues we are donating we are contributing we have spent our whole life uh, in the in the bal vihar our children have gone through bal vihar we are teachers of bal vihar now we are facing a problem in the schools and we need your help and and rajiv malhotra is available he's helped us and you don't want controversy so you please help us and so swami ji said i can't answer these questions and they said if you can't answer these questions you get somebody so swami ji then called me Swami, then these guys came to me and said that now you are allowed to come. You, I said I don't want to come like I'm a beggar. Swami ji has to invite me. Swami ji invited me, and then I went there and Swami ji was very very nice to me, very nice to me. So I said Swami ji, we are together. You are doing something I cannot do. I am done doing something which may be difficult for you to do. So we have to work together. So that's how you have to do this here. Every every organization has to. It starts with parents. it starts with the public that have been whose house have been burned it starts with the people who are hindus who for no fault of their own are being their problem they're facing they have to go and raise it to their organization somebody is a member of bap somebody is a member of iskon somebody is a member of chinmay mission or jain temple or the member of hss or vhp they have to go to their organization and say you help me why aren't you involved because i'm in trouble you should be helping me so i think the consumer the end user the consumer has to raise their voice and then the leaders of the hindu organizations have to will have to respond you see because because if you are if if i if i've decided i'm following your path you are teaching me i'm investing everything in it and in fact i'm supporting your financially because people like me are supporting you financially and that is why you are able to be so successful now you have to help me in my needs where else do i go you want me to go to a church and ask for help or where do i go 
You see, this is the, so the public pressure has to be there. You should have a Hindu manifesto, a Hindu, uh, Hindu manifesto. Huh? And I'll be happy if you create a team, get somebody from BAPS, a good scholar, the Swamiji we met today, get somebody from your major organizations and organize and I'll be part of it. A very simple one or two page statement of these are the principles and values that all of us share. There's, we have different paths, different rituals, different ideas, whatever, that's okay. But the idea of one supreme enti entity, the idea that all human beings are endowed with this spirituality, this Satchitananda idea, the idea that we should have mutual respect for each other, the idea that in this Kurukshetra, this global and social environment, we have a responsibility. That should be one of the clauses in your manifesto, that we have a social responsibility to stand up and fight against injustice in our own, whatever resources we have and help each other and not be selfish about it. So if you have a charter with a certain number of points, the advantage is this manifesto is that first of all, you only back candidates that support this manifesto. You ask the candidate, are you willing to say that this manifesto attached herewith is okay and I support it, sign it. If you are not willing to, then we don't want to support you. We have no problem. The Jews have a manifesto, the Muslims have a manifesto in the US. They all have, the, the church people have a manifesto of, of uh, uh, you know, what is the criteria to get them to support somebody. And if you create this manifesto, then you put pressure on the Hindu organizations to sign, be a charter member, to be a signatory to this, to this manifesto. And if they are not a signatory, they'll stand out as somebody who is outside not helping. And then in the social media, you can make some noise that the, why is this organization not signing? So I think, uh, I think that the major organizations should come together, take a position on these matters and then be collective about it. And then, and then they should uh, be held accountable to, to, once they've signed the charter, then they have to perform. Move this slightly to political level. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. I uh, was with a Hindu uh, councillor in Harrow, and he had just been appointed. And the first thing, uh, as soon as he came out to the election, the Muslim councillor came and hugged him, took him to a restaurant, and he said, after a little while, he became my best friend. Now, everything that's happening in Harrow which is pro-Muslim, I cannot not help my friend because he is suddenly become my friend. There's no Hindu people anywhere to uh, sort of say, well done, you know, you got the support. So recently we had a case where in uh, Leicester, uh, quite a lot of Hindu uh, candidates got thrown out because it's been totally infiltrated by the Muslims. Muslims, one of the things they do do is block voting. Now, uh, in madrasas, in mosques, etc., uh, they literally, all the people, uh, they, they are postal voting. So the postal voting, all these uneducated Muslims, they just come to the madrasa or mosque, and they just, the table set up there, and they actually fill the votes up, and, send them out. So, like in London, we've got a Muslim mayor. Most of the cities in UK have got Muslim mayors and all that. And I'll give you an example of how they use this. In Brent, um, the, if we want, let's say, uh, housing or anything at all, right? 
that we have to go out to Grand Council and get it. Grand Council themselves come to the madrasa or uh, the mosque, and they have a table there. Uh, the Department of Health and Security, they are there as well. Oh, you've got a problem with housing, you've got this. They sort them out there in the mosque. So we are, they are so advanced. They've infiltrated civic society, political society, and are running the show from behind, pulling the strings. That's what it is. But we need to, what I'm saying to all the people here is, we are obviously in the USA, but we need a political answer to this. We need to replicate what they're doing. Yes. So how do we go about doing Can I come in here? It's, it's just I've been observing for a lot we have a problem at the multiple levels. One is that we've got so many temples who have a really good asset, but they are not contributing to the social issues. I'll give you a lot of issues. You know, when I have, um, we are currently, HFS is doing a Hindu awareness campaign because of so much conversion going on in the children and things. We asked many temples, can you provide us a, a, a hall or thing? Where they said, no, it's political, we don't. Many temples have refused even using this method. Second point that I heard about is that in our, our family, you know, they're totally unconscious about what's going around. They are just so much within their own thing and, 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 the, and the children. I'll give you one. I, in fact, yesterday, uh, not a few, a few days back, we got a problem from Aberdeen. One of them, uh, you probably know about it, uh, that the child's mother's started checking the books of her son. Six months ago, they were told under the modern studies chapter that India, is, he was making notes, India is not democratic and uh, minorities are persecuted. A child, our own child, and then he says Hindus are dangerous people. These are the words in his text, uh, in his notebook. And the mother complained to the teacher, uh, the, the principal, and she gave a very standard reply, very neutral reply, and she was not satisfied. Now, there was no other way she can go to whom, whom did she go to apply. Of course, she came to uh, HSS and we are taking up the case on it. But the most important thing is in the family, there is no awareness. There are convergence that I've met. I, I, I come in touch with so many problems that come up. Some of the children get converted. And then when they uh, go to their parents and say, why are you converted? He said, you said all religions are equal. So what's wrong about it? You see the knowledge, we are not giving, uh, giving the wrong, completely wrong agenda. Either no knowledge or giving us something which they use it against. It's all religion is equal, the child says, and the parent is left. So there are issues, and that's why Hindu Support Network is tackling this issue. And uh, at social level, our temples are completely bereft of uh, organizing this, this kind of thing. Most, they already give them. They give <coughs> temples, uh, church do it, synagogue do it, uh, gurudwaras do it, they guide the society what's happening. But uh, our temple says it's a political issue, so we will not touch those issues. And we are completely bad. You hear from all the temples as to why they do not have a political ring, similar to the Muslims have or the Christians and all that. I think all of the temples, etc., must, I don't know, somehow get involved because uh, you've already got such an amazing infrastructure here. No point uh, 
doing it any other way. I think it's got to start from all the countries. Can I actually make okay. a statement? Yes. Um, this meeting should be all about what we can get out of Mr. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Wait about internal issues. We can talk about later on. So yeah. here is a gold mine. So let's yes. get the gold out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Others so are going to be a little bit now. So if I can, the last few pages, we can use it so that give Raji the most opportunity to uh, share his reflection as well. So you can get to the question if there is a particular question that we have. So I know Sanjay, you had uh, a question, uh, and I as well. So Sanjay, do you want to share your question? Or we shall maybe there can be a lot of common questions. Yeah. So maybe ask a question. Try to answer in one go. Okay. Let's have let's have the last ten minutes. So Sanjayji, Mayuji, and Sathya uh, Many issues that like you can say, let's focus on your visit. And Getting the gold out. <laughs> uh, a lot of the time, the, the, the issue always comes up with is the finances as well. Uh, a lot of the temples are very small places. Now these days, recently, their, their finances have been shut up. But on another level, like you mentioned something, is there a positive movement in our successful community and businesses where they are willing to now engage in this aspect and support the community broadly as, as the Jewish success is because of that as well? I had a couple of more questions to this as well, so we might be able to give Brian an answer. Yeah. So, so, thank you. So, I think you've touched on part of my question, which is there's void in academia, void in media, but important word in political representation at all levels, whether it's local level, national level, or professional bodies. So what can we learn from your experience in the USA for us to improve our political influence? We've got a PM in 10 down cities, mm -hmm. but that he doesn't represent in the community. So what have we done in the US to improve the political representation? Okay, one more. So we've got finance, political engagement, and uh, my question is completely different. My question was in response to what you said about you know, uh, kids getting bullied. But sometimes we had cases with Rashmi Savant and Karan Kataria. Um, they are surreptitiously you know, um, bullied through purephobia, Islamophobia. So it's not exactly for what they stand for. Um, and sometimes people on the other side are against themselves. So you can't even, um, in fact, get into the space and there was a Jewish lady who came and she said that, why don't you guys, you know, get together and do a litigation, but how can you do a litigation when the other side is also a Hindu who is attacking the child out there? Uh, so it's a very complicated situation in such a case. Okay, so maybe Raja, you have a case with it. So, so uh, if the person who's being Hindu phobic is, is, has a Hindu name, that should not, that is no cover, that is no protection. I mean, uh, the Hindu phobia is a, is a certain hate speech by whoever who utters it. And there are a lot of, uh, a lot of extreme leftists are with Hindu names. So you cannot say we won't attack them, we won't criticize them, we won't litigate them because they have Hindu names. It doesn't matter. You have to, whoever it is, if, if the, it's their behavior and conduct and actions that are the issue, not their identity. So that's what I would do. I would not spare a Hindu if they are, if they are doing these kind of nonsensical things, you should go after them also. So regarding, you know, the, the, common, the similar issue, what about resources, resources for political action? Uh, this is very central. I mean, this is your bear. The public has to put pressure on those who have made money and who are in uh, positions, whether they are lords or MPs or, uh, you know, whatever at, at a local level or whether they are in academics, you have to make a lot of noise. This is exactly what I've been doing for 30 years. It takes 30 years 
of doing it all over the place, running from here to there. You know, U.S. is a large country and going to every event and making these statements and taking all the, all the nonsense, all the attacks that I get. You just have to keep going. This is not easy work. But, uh, you know, I'm available to help you in any, in any way. You have to fix events and more forums. Uh, more, um, uh, you know, like the one in King's College was, I think, a very big success yesterday. Uh, we had a huge gathering of students and they really felt inspired and felt encouraged and many of them are going to take up some activities. Young people are a good resource because young people, especially the ones who were raised in this country, are very confident. I, I, I know in the United States, the people who are second generation are very confident. Either they are lost, then they're not going to help you. Or if they are Hindus, call themselves Hindus, they know the system. They have the right background, they're born citizens and they're very confident and they, they're the ones willing to stand up and fight. I don't know if that's true here or not, but yesterday, I don't know how many of them were foreign born and how many of them were UK born, but I could tell that a lot of them were very excited about doing something. Do you see that? Yeah. So you should tap into that also. Now, getting money is a very important point. Very important point. You need money from those who are individuals who are successful, but you also need money from rich temples. Because the rich temples are the conduit through which the, the, the community says, I'm giving money to this particular deity or this particular place, and they are the Hindu, I'm, I'm getting merit, karma merit. But then it's up to those people to live up to this. You know, they have to, they have to live up to this. So that's what I can say. I mean, if, if the Hindus themselves are not uh, interested and committed to protect their own civilization, then there is no, nothing you can teach them, nothing you can do for them. They have to do it for themselves. And the root cause is deep insecurity, inferiority complex. Uh, not being able to, hiding your identity is a very uh, bad sign. It's a psychologist will tell you that it's a bad sign because it's a sign of uh, you're fighting in yourself and you're denying who you are. You can't face the world based on who you are. And you'll always be in conflict and you'll always have uh, be uh, vulnerable, fragile to fall, fall apart. So that comes with parenting. You know, that issue comes with parenting. And I think we have a lot of parenting problems in India in general, India also, and here also, everywhere in the world, where parents are very busy with their own lives, making money, careers, running around, and they, they're not imparting these values to their children. That's, I think, a very serious issue. As far as identity is concerned, I, I have a feeling that the problem of denying that we are Hindus, which was there for a long, long time for a lot of people, but now, you know, they, there are people will say that uh, we are part of sort of the Hindu umbrella, the Hindu kind of... Uh, uh, worldview, but we call ourselves this or that or that, which, which, I mean, there are people who call themselves Presbyterians, but they are Christians, and there are people who call themselves Mormons, but they are Christians. They have a certain identity, but that identity is within the overall umbrella of Christianity. So that, I think, is what we have to build, is that Hindu is a very loose term, and it, it, it accommodates very open architecture. I call it Hindu open architecture. It accommodates a lot of different kinds of views, and practices and symbols and traditions. And there, are, there is this common ethos. If you read my book, Being Different, that is where I try to define what is common to all Hindus, whether it is Advait, Vishwish, Advait, Dvait, whether it's, whoever it is, whatever lineage, whatever deity, whatever history they have, 
symbols and rituals, whatever they do or don't do. And the point is that there are certain commonalities of point of view. Like everybody, all of them believe in reincarnation. All of them believe in karma theory. So, you know, you can start making a list of what are the common building blocks. In that book, you will find that. And how this common building block is different from the Abrahamic religions, book tells you. So, that is the substance of our identity, however you name it. Then you could tell the person, do you subscribe to this substance? And they'll say yes. And now you can name it however you want. But you subscribe to this. And this is different from the others. That, that is what that book was. The challenge was to come up with something understandable to modern people, which is very powerful and positive, and they're very impressed by it. And that will uh, is applicable to no matter what kind of Hindu you are, or Buddhist or Jain. That's, in fact, I have given a lot of stuff from Jainism in that book, uh, you know, metaphysical stuff to show the unity. And then how this unified worldview is very different from the other Abrahamic worldview. That's what that book was for. Here, here in the UK, it's really, the way the system works is we created a new form of Britain in 2003. And the first thing in 2004, that some Khalistani guy actually attacked the Bapsmandir. And we gave the inquiry, uh, the evidences to the inquiry, and we punished that. Yeah, that's uh, sorry, you're talking rubbish. And they mentioned BHP as well in there. I circulated Chandrakanti. You remember a few, week, few, few weeks ago that report again? Now, so many reports like that. We all work together, and we have to work together without going into that who's doing why, who is not doing what. And there should be there should be a reason behind it because when Lester event happened, there were so many things happened as, as, a, as a whole circle and so many things that as a president of Hindu Forum that I could not come out and say, but we supported inside came out and say, yeah. So this is the reason, Rangiji, I totally and utterly agree with you that we all have to work together and really appreciate your all, the, all your books and all your work. Absolutely. Thank you for doing Okay, so just to, because I would love to utilize the time to get some more insight and inspiration from Rajiv. So we could definitely do some more sharing over lunch and certainly give Rajiv an insight to the to the UK landscape. But if there's any specific questions, can we just focus on questions? So I don't know if she had a question. My question was a little bit of a follow up to that, but you mentioned, for example, that the consulate in, in the US is not as supportive and still has an imperial context. And for the last 10, 12 years, we've had a BJP Hindu government effectively. India. So my question really was, on the back of what Prithibet was saying, is can we make use here of the facilities that the Indian embassy or the consulates I think are, are they changing in their attitude? I mean, it's surprising. I think Amish Tripathi of the Nehru Center is a very good guy. Mm -hmm. And he's supportive of these things. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He hosted me last couple of days. Uh, you should... Uh, I'm sure you, you guys already have a good relationship with him. You should include him in these things because he's at a minister level, junior level, minister level, but he has access to the government and he listened to you. Uh, and uh, yeah, you should include him because he's sort of the Indian government representative on cultural matters and cultural matters to this government include Hindu matters. And you should include him on, there are certain things as a diplomat, foreign diplomat, he cannot say but certain things he can say. I mean, when if there is a, uh, uh, you know, if there's an attack on or a problem or something like that uh, on a church in India, the Western countries politically get involved. 
They don't say it's a political matter, we won't get involved. They do get involved in internal affairs. The Saudis and Qataris get involved when there is something happening to a mosque in India. So there is nothing wrong that the Indian government should, actually Indian government should make a protest officially if such a thing happens. Uh, and you should, you should make a, have an avenue to talk to the uh, High Commission here, you know, whether it's the cultural affairs people or minorities affairs, Hindu affairs, or maybe certainly Amish Party would be a good person. Okay, just literally, I know I think everyone's had an opportunity to at least ask one question. We can continue that. Bhavan, you have the last questions, and then uh, I think we'll have to conclude here, and then we can continue over that. Yeah. Thank you, Rishabdi. And um, once again, an honor to uh, be with you here today. And it's incredible that 40 years ago you were talking about artificial intelligence, a word that's only coming into the colloquial in the last months lately. So I think that's incredible. My question is about young people. So we started a program called Lochesfer, which is a Hindu youth leadership program in the UK. We actually designed it with the University of Oxford. And the idea being is to deliver it to young people who are, who are in Britain and across British Hindu society. So this is program Telugu's, Gujaratis, Institutional buying has been a really, really difficult. By institutional, I mean religious, our Hindu institutions. Um, NHS has been very supportive, others less so. Last year, it cost us £30,000 to execute. And I want, I want to emphasize this example. It cost us your foundation £30,000 to execute, but your foundation spent it. They did not charge the, um, the students hardly anything. Um, spent the money without any sponsorship or anything else like that. And now you have a cohort of 30 people, 30 young people who've been through the program and um, will be alumni of Rochester this year, another 30 people. So the question in terms of young people is, we obviously need to make that program fit for purpose. What kind of things should we be focusing on? One thing we absolutely do very well is their own personal. You, know, you, you touched on this as, as you know, there's a thing you do as an individual, and there's a thing you do as a citizen in a broader society. Um, what would be good for us on, on that program to focus on so that we are working to address some of the issues we've discussed today? I think we've discussed these issues. We've discussed the same. So, but tell me a little bit about what that program consists of in a little bit in detail. Give me just a minute. So it's about empowering leadership. Um, the, there is, there's two kinds of um, candidates who come onto that program. Between the ages of 18 and 25, there are those who are very active in Hindu society, in their local mandir, in their, in their organization, and we are giving them developing leadership skills. And these are skills that you know, Harvard teaches and, and, and many other business school teach as well. So as part of that, as part of that, why don't you give each of them a case study as a leader? That's exactly what would you do in Leicester? What would you do in, in response to this BG, BBC article, whatever? Why don't you give them assignments, which are actual case studies, and give them projects? As everybody has to do one project in order to graduate. You propose you do that, as, and then as maybe a two-person team, make a two-person team, and then get them a mentor from this organization. Say that this person is a mentor for you guys on the Leicester issue. This one is a mentor on this media issue, media bias issues. This one is a mentor on what's, what's wrong with the Oxford Student Union, why are they biased? So whatever other examples happening in Britain, there are plenty of them. You should allocate each example to one person or a team and let those people, as future leaders, take it as a, as a case study, say, okay, if I, were, I as a leader on this issue, this is what I'm going to do. 
Let them develop a plan, let them develop a speech, let them develop a PowerPoint, let them develop an activism. You know, this will train them. It'll get those juices out. And you should give them a intellectual Kshatriya certificate. We have a certificate program. I can happy to do. We, I did a one day course in Bangalore. I did a one day course in Toronto for intellectual Kshatriyata. That was my leadership training one day program. I think with the last hour in the quarter, we have heard two things. A, directions, in the sense that Mondays need to be more social-based as well as spiritual-based in terms of their advice and activity. We mustn't feel that there's a lot of bad stuff that we haven't actually taken, uh, are not actually moving forward. We are moving forward as a community. We're sitting here talking about it, which we didn't do 10 years ago, 15 years ago. On YouTube, there's a lot of good stuff coming out on, in, to make uh, Hinduism, Sanatana Dharma more accessible. So let's not walk away from here saying that things are really bad. It's actually getting better. Yes. What is missing is concerted, cohesive, organized attempt, which will now yes. follow. Yes, internal communication, intra-communications. Okay. That's next. That should be happening soon. So I think that's all I have to say. This is great. No, this is what you said is absolutely true. 30 years ago, I was not allowed to be in this kind of a group. Nobody would open this. You know, the biggest temple in Chicago would say that, oh, no, 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 we can't. They would invite a Wendy Doniger every year and give her $20,000 honorarium. And she would come in this sari and she would go do, say, one or two mantras and everybody would clap. Wow, you know, this white lady is praising us. And they would give her so much bhav, uh, you know, so much honor. And I was not allowed. And then when I started exposing what, what these guys are doing about us, our tradition, then suddenly they boycott those people. And now, you know, the number of invites I get, I just cannot keep up with it. Because it's like everybody in every town, there's some temple, some group, something, they're saying, when can you come? So I think the hard work and the sacrifice and the, uh, the pays off. It is a long struggle. Yes. It, the problem is a thousand year old problem. It will not take a thousand years to solve, I'm sure. But it may take a few decades. It will require leaders like you to just persist. And things are, I will vouch for the fact that things are substantially better today than 30 years ago. Substantially better today. The only thing, only thing that worries me is that as we are progressing, certainly, so is our enemy progressing faster. That's the problem. That they are supercharged. But we have to catch up. No, it's just a last one that uh, uh, thank you all. I just echo uh, Nitinji's and uh, Rajiv's word that we are, we are definitely, I've been in this country for the last 50 years and I've seen that we are actually now getting active. Uh, one, a couple of things that I've noticed recently is that we have less presence in the institutions, you know, like where the decisions are made. Hindus are absent there and the decisions are made on behalf. I'll just give you a simple example. There's, uh, now the schools are run by Board of Governors. And uh, anybody can become a governor, elected. But there are Hindus, hardly anybody there. And the schools are not there. So institutions, our presence is less. We are not interested, many of them are. There's a Sakre body. Sakre is a standing advisory committee for religious education. That decides every council. Has a, they decide the syllabus on what Hinduism taught. We don't, many Sakres don't have Hindu presence there as well. So the institution presence is, is lacking in a lot of decision-making areas. Uh, secondly, is we don't set up institutes ourselves, you know, which we deal with the cha uh, challenges that are in this space. I think today's uh, meeting has been quite very stimulating. I think it's a lot 
lot of uh, things that uh, Rajiv has mentioned, uh, which we need to think about. And uh, most important, and to me, I first feel it at grassroots level work, really, you know. Uh, until and unless we stimulate our community uh, at the grassroots level. I've, I've been talking with an MP for a long time, and he's telling me, you know, most MPs know that few leaders come to them, protest, and they know they're not going to be converted into votes or electorals. So the MPs just listen to you and don't act. So we really have to make our, our community socially aware, politically aware, and be able to participate in the mainstream. And I think today's talk uh, has really generated that interest. I thank uh, Nitin Bhai and Tomiben for supporting this whole tour. Rajiji is a very, very, very busy person and that he has taken time to come to UK. I thank you for being no, here. My honor. And, uh, I'm delighted to be here. And, uh, Supporters were supported in supporting uh, in giving donations to generate uh, this visit. Uh, uh, so far, we have received tremendous response from the community at different level. I'm sure next few days will be a, a good, uh, uh, successful event. And plus, he will learn and we'll learn from him as well. I think there are a lot of things that UK has got its own special issues that we would like to discuss with you. Thank you very much for coming and Thank you. Rajiji, so on behalf of everyone here and for giving your time, we just want to give a very small token of just appreciation. I'm conscious you are traveling lots and obviously uh, uh, keeping things light, but we thought that as you enlighten the world and you continue to enlighten with your inspiration wisdom, we have a dia uh, that you oh, very continue nice. to light up with your Thank you. And it's more worthy. So this please, is a very nice. Uh, Thank you. Please keep us in contact. Thank you. We talked about many books. I know you're contributing, continuing, but you, you referenced one book in particular, which was a contribution that the UK has made as well, which is explaining Hindu Dharma. Yes. This is something that we'll continue to try and bring into the education system. And Excellent. It, uh, so, so. Very nice.